Coming up on This Week in Games, the UK does the European thing and unionizes. Riot Games slaps the COO on the wrist and Discord makes a joke out of revenue splitting. Coming up This Week in Games. It's that time of the week for your video game industry news rundown. I'm your host, Eric McConnell, and this week we have a pretty random collection of stories. So to start off, the UK forms the first union in the game industry for workers. So GWU, Game Workers Unite, has become an official branch of the Independent Workers Union of Great Britain, also known as the IWGB. (laughs) The GW explained it will, quote, seek to end the industrialized practice of unpaid overtime, improve diversity and inclusion at all levels, support abused or harassed workers, and secure a steady and living wage for all. Very European of them. Here in America, never going to (laughs) happen. But it's pretty interesting. I don't know. What's really missing from the press release is who's on board. Because unless you get big players like Rockstar, Rocksteady, I mean, you can union all you want, but not going to really do anything. And really, I don't think the corporate whipcrackers are shaking in their boots quite yet. Um, I don't know. I don't see this ever happening for the game industry, especially the nature of the work. It's like, hmm, you know, for the film industry... you're an actor you hop on a project you hop off you hop on another project in six months that's the nature of their work in the game industry you know some it's just so diverse some games are like a service that need people forever some games are kind of like work for hire where you're just like hired for one project and leave you know of course game companies do crappy things like promise royalties and don't deliver but yeah i just don't see unions working you know, it's too late. It's too late in the industry. There are too many people who want to do this, too many people in old countries. There are plenty of pipelines. So if like all of Great Britain unionized, there are pretty plenty of pipelines for them to outsource all that work to other countries. I mean, it would it would be a global effort for this to happen. But, you know, let's wait and see. It's the first time this ever happened. Let's see if something comes from it. All right. Next up, this is a pretty big story this week. Riot Games COO Scott Gelb is suspended for workplace misconduct. So Scott Gelb will miss two months and be put on unpaid leave and training. Okay, let's do a rundown. Some of the things he was accused of is ball tapping, which is slapping uh, someone's testicles, farting on employees, or humping them for a comedic effect. And he's being made an example of as a visible act against this type of culture by punishing a top employee. So, yeah, that's pretty shitty stuff. Like, (laughs) I talk shit at work, but farting, hitting someone in the nuts and humping is no way for your C-suite act. Like, seriously, I think Riot Games has like 2,000 employees. Could you imagine if your COO just walked in and started humping people and then hit someone in the balls and then farted on someone else who was sitting and working? Like... That's just ridiculous. Like, this guy's a joke. This is a real joke. It's, ugh. A lot of rioters claim he should deserve much more, including stepping down and getting all of his pay taken away. Well, they don't just understand how immune C-suite employees are to this type of stuff. 
I bet in his contract, he has a pretty golden parachute. So even if they wanted to get rid of them, it would actually cost more money than if they just did what they're doing now, which is turn this into a giant redemption story. So, you know, you say, oh, Scott Gelb, he didn't know how to treat people. He was stuck in bro culture, blah, 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 blah. We sent him on two months of training, and now he's super sensitive and is ready to tackle the workplace and turn it around. That's exactly what's going to happen. Now, this dude's going to keep earning millions of dollars, and the best thing you could do is just stop playing League of Legends because it's not like Riot's ever going to release another game. Uh that's rough. <laughs> Ball tapping and farting on people. Jesus. And apparently it was like a large number of complaints from different people. So it's not like this is like some contained, you know, act that he does with the select few people. All right. Next up, Discord announces the most favorable <laughs> revenue split yet. So not to be outdone by the scum lords epic and their measly 88-12 split. Discord announces a 90-10 split. So this is this is just pathetic. I, I don't know what to think about this stuff because it's like it's like these digital stores already know they're going to fail. And so they're already willing to give up all the revenue and the split, you know, ahead of time just to get some type of news. And so Epic came out with their 88-12 split. And then literally a week later, Discord announces the 90-10 split just to shave off two more percent. Like this is no one's going to buy games through Discord and no one's going to buy games through Epic Store. And I say this now, but, you know, 20 years ago, I was like, no one's going to buy games from the stupid people who made Half-Life. So I know, I know nothing about this shit. However, you know, this race to the bottom and opening more and more digital stores, it really, it really doesn't help the industry. It confuses consumers and it fragments where you spent your money. So instead of spending all your money on one place and... You know, you have this large collection of games. You have to remember which place you bought which game and so on and so on. I don't know. Ah, gosh. I, this is something that really the government could step in and then regulate digital games so that you can actually take your game bought from somewhere and force other places to serve it. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it's definitely not keep undercutting each other and have every game company game publisher and game like you know adjacent service company like discord opening their own digital store and having a race to the bottom to see who can like give developers the most cut you guys you're not going to hit steam level probably and so it's like a giant waste of effort like what could discord's projections honestly be on a 90 10 split for a bunch of indie games through discord like long-term compared to Steam. I don't know. Don't get it. Let's move on. Another story that I just want to move on from, because I've covered this for like a year now, and it's a giant headache. ZeniMax agrees to settle its lawsuit against Facebook VR. Um, this is something to do with like, they had a specific lawsuit against John Carmack. John Carmack claimed he owned money. ZeniMax owed him money. ZeniMax uh, owns and publishes id Software. Carmack left id Software to go to Oculus, which was then bought by Facebook. Um, this is a separate lawsuit claiming that Carmack and Facebook encouraged this, stole code from CineMac, and then implemented that in Facebook VR. Probably not true. Um, who cares what the lawsuit is settled for? 
it's a giant waste of time and money and let's move on but a more interesting story <laughs> the wall street journal is reporting niantic is at a 3.9 billion dollar evaluation which i find absolutely absurd because they have one game that's it they have one game like let's look at their like closest so zynga is at 3.17 billion dollar market cap that means niantic is worth you know like 800 million more dollars than zynga niantic has a fraction of the workforce a smaller building no real estate no global reach and they're worth 3.9 billion so this evaluation came they recently came from them recently raising 200 million dollars in fundraising why is this company raising 200 more million dollars like pokemon go prints money you fund it your ingress prime which i'm sure no one plays you fund it your ingress animated series on netflix which all the listeners are probably like holy shit why is there an ingress animated series i don't even know what the story of ingress is exactly so god it's rough so niantic went on a spinning spree this year and they swallowed up three ar companies like right off the bat and a few smaller companies they're building the ar platform and really ar games aren't the future <laughs> at least not right now especially not on your phone the way you play pokemon go and you know they just don't have anything else going for them so raising 200 million dollars of 3.9 billion dollar evaluation is just batshit crazy people like who's giving this money yeah they better just milk the pokemon license for all they can which seems to be what they're doing because they're adding more and more features like multiplayer for like 2v2 battles and so on and so on but crazy crazy Who's giving Niantic $200 million? You know, they, they still have never delivered that Harry Potter game. So for those who don't know, Niantic secured the Harry Potter license to make like a Harry Potter AR game based off Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Nothing. That's just a terrible sign. You're swallowing up AR companies and you're not delivering on games. Like Fantastic Beasts already had its sequel go through the theaters. And you still haven't delivered on the original Fantastic Beats game that you promised. Not good. Not good, Niantic. More not good news. Twitch sells Curse Media. So two years after buying Curse Media, Curse Media being a collection of various gaming websites, Twitch, aka Amazon, sells it off. So this was a pretty interesting story because fandom is buying Curse Media. And the reason they're buying them is because they each own rival fan wiki pages. And so they're buying them to consolidate all the fan wiki pages. And they claim the consolidation will attract 133 million monthly active users. That's a lot. Um, it seems like not the greatest idea, but honestly, Amazon's probably super happy to offload, you know, dead weight like Curse Media. Amazon is notoriously frugal and is ready to kind of enforce that on Twitch's Silicon Valley culture of spending. And so getting rid of Curse Media, I'm sure, falls right into their OKRs. <laughs> Next up, App on Board raises $15 million in new funding round. App on Board, for those of you who don't know, is a company that specializes in instant demos. So basically, a company like Jam City will go to App on Board and say, we want to make an instant demo. Well, I'll back up even more. Instant demos are where you go to the Google Play Store or the iOS App Store, and you can play a game before you download it. Normally, it's like one level. 
Um, you just play it instantly. Now, these games, it's not like the server streaming the game to you. So what you do is you make your game, and then you have to make a separate game in the instant demo section using like a separate framework. So App On Board makes those games for companies. So Jam City will come to them and say, uh, we have Cookie Jam Blast. We want you to make an instant game for it. And App On Board will take all the assets and bundle up a very nice, lightweight, instant game for them. And Jam City will pay them. So pretty interesting um, concept. What's more interesting is who App On Board currently has... Uh, as clients, Glue Mobile, Foxnet, Jam City, Game Insight, Huge Games, Outfit Seven, Congregate, and Seriously. So, good list of clients there. App on board, fifteen million of funding, pretty good. Uh, they say they're going to expand globally, which I find interesting. The issue is, is like, where does a company like App on Board go? You know, like, you know, there's only so many big clients that are willing to pay a premium for instant downloads, and then eventually you have to think Google or Apple are going to solve this, you know, programmatically, so they can like programmatically create these instant games from the submitted game APKs or iOS files. So that's not great, but uh, good job on what you're doing so far. And speaking of weird stuff, Pearl Abyss, the developers of Black Desert Online, open a U.S. office. So Manhattan Beach, located in L.A., will be the home base for BDO operations in the U.S. No clue why they need a U.S. office. Um, Black Desert Online was released many, many years ago. I think like 2013. It's popularity was waning they did a big like re-release it got popular again now it's probably quickly on the decline it's not really that popular in america to be honest i noticed a lot of um eastern europeans and russians are really into it obviously outside of its korean core fan base but don't know why they needed an american office maybe they have more coming down the pipeline maybe not who knows and next up, Blizzard cancels the Heroes of the Storm Global Championship. No need to really deep dive in this article. <laughs> we all know what this is. The game is dead. So Blizzard is already moving. They announced they're moving staff off of this project onto other projects. They say they will keep supporting the game with live updates, which is a nice way of saying if it something like really badly goes bad and crashes, we'll fix it. Otherwise, deal with it yourself. And it's kind of just a reflection of the times. MOBAs are definitely on their way out. I don't see League of Legends. It's like holding on to its number three spot on Twitch as far as being watched, you know. Yeah, I think the MOBA genre is pretty, uh, pretty not doing great right now. And yeah, it's, it's just really long. And who wants to watch like 45 minute matches and we've been watching them since god like 2009 2008 maybe and 10 years of watching the same genre and not really having it expand that much yeah 10 years in the fighting game industry you know we've had so many iterations of like marquee franchises 10 years in the moba they haven't done anything with that genre it's pretty sad so you know, good on Battle Royale games for kicking them off, and uh, hopefully something can come and kick Battle Royale games off, because those are pretty boring to watch, too. Um, back to the story. Here's the storm. It never really took off anyways. Um, it was pretty much on Blizzard life support as far as the esports scene. 
not the blizzard was like hand giving away money out of the profits from the game to competitors to try to keep it alive there's a lot of things wrong with it um i think the global gold share I always found weird you know like the way you acquire skills how like maps had different objectives it was a very weird game but it definitely had its fan base i'm sure they'll be sad um but yeah all things have to come to an end finally Sledgehammer Games co-founder Glenn Schofield leaves Activision. So this comes after a few months of him actually announcing he was leaving Sledgehammer to take on an executive role within Activision. So kind of leaves you to ask the simple question, how much does Activision corporate life really suck? And Glenn Sheffield, he's the man to answer that. All right, that's it for this week in games. Pretty dry week, but uh, week before Christmas, what do you expect? I will be on next week, and I may be drinking and ranting about 2018. So if you're into that, come back. If you're not, check me out next year. That's it. I'm Eric McConnell signing off for This Week in Games. See ya.